deep and a half looking and looking. Gets it into Koenig. Right side shooting for the win. Got it! Got it! Watson Koenig at the buzzer! Welcome to Guarded Optimism, a Wisconsin Badgers basketball podcast with your hosts, Kyle Ashour and Kurt Hogue. And welcome to episode 6, a delayed episode 6 of Guarded Optimism. I am one of your co-hosts, Kyle Ashower from lovely Milwaukee. And as always, joining me on the line from Madison, Wisconsin, is Kurt Hogue. Kurt, how are you doing this Wednesday night? I graduate in 11 days. That is very specific and terrifying. And congr- yes, congrats, yeah. congrats. Thank you, but your intro to the show is going to have to change soon. It's not going to be as always from Madison. Are you going to be on location following your graduation? Um, I will be in Minnesota. Oh, well, that is significantly less cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> it's, is... It's, is a, it's, a, it's a good place where I will still be watching Badgers basketball. I will take your word for it. I'm sorry that you have to move so far away. Feel free to come come hang out with me no, if you want. Minnesota is really far away. I, I'm going to pass on that. That's fair. There has been a lot since... There has been a lot of basketball that has happened since we last had a chance to talk to each other. Uh, holidays, real life, and other shenanigans got in the way of our talkings. So just to kind of briefly go over Maui, uh, North Carolina is really good at basketball. Uh, UConn almost lost to Chaminade, as our young Kurt Ho did predict during our as Maui preview. I predicted. That was like the one thing. That was the closest thing I was even remotely correct to, and I still got it wrong. <laughs> That's about it from Maui. Uh, Wisconsin handled a good Tennessee team. Good, well, okay, a bad Tennessee team. Wisconsin handled a good Georgetown team and then got completely wrecked by a North Carolina team and a 15 point final score still didn't quite a, a 15 point final score that doesn't really Im, doesn't really encompass how much the Badgers were not in that basketball game. Would you say that? Yeah, that my takeaway this was like 6 months ago, but my takeaway from that one was that um, the Badgers are still a very we're still a good team at that point in the season and at this point still a good team. Um, but North Carolina is an elite team. And they didn't they didn't show it at times in that Indiana game, but Indiana you could also throw in that same class, um, and the Badgers just couldn't couldn't hang with them. And it was also a, just a really bad night for the Badgers. And I think if they play North Carolina again, I'm not saying they win um, on a neutral floor, but I'm saying they don't play that poorly from their two best players in Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig. That's fair. That's fair. Moving on from that. Wisconsin had a lovely tune-up game against Prairie View A&M. They almost did the good old double up. I can't really say there's a whole lot to glean from that game. Um, Wisconsin was really, really good at basketball, and Prairie View A&M was not. I'm struggling to find words to say about that. No, don't. there are no words from that. They won by a lot. Prairie View A&M is not good. Yep. Uh, they continue to be not good, and we move on from there. Syracuse, Wisconsin, the Big Ten... No. The ACC Big Ten Challenge. Did you know? Did you know that? Do you know what I want you to know? I should know, but I don't. I'm sorry. The ACC Big Ten Challenge. The name of the challenge alternates every year. Are you serious? Yeah. In There's e- no way. In even years, it's the ACC Big Ten Challenge. In odd years, it's the Big Ten ACC Challenge. That makes no sense. 
hey, no, that's it's very nice. It's very it shows that the conferences are on equal footing and that they love each other both very very much. Um, uh, if you if you say so, I mean, you are an altruist and you see things very well, Kyle, and I'm glad that you see it that way. I it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just gotta roll with it. But Wisconsin handled a very good Syracuse team. It wasn't particularly particularly close at any point in the game last Tuesday. Uh, you were at the game, weren't you, Kurt? I was there, and uh, for the sake of debate, you say very good. I say decent. I, they're good. They're a tournament team. Um, top ten but in Kempom. Syracuse's? No, I'm sorry. Syracuse was a top ten team in Kempom. They were they another are no 28. longer a top ten team. In yes, Kempom. they've they've struggled a little bit this year against good teams, but um, and that's sort of what I sort of what I kind of expected out of that team early in the season. They lost a lot from that Final Four team, but I mean they still had a lot. They had they had a lot of talent in that game, and Tyler Lydon was just taken out of it. And then the Badgers basically did um, uh, the second coming of that. 2012 Sweet 16 game in terms of outside shooting, yep. where they just took Syracuse's zone and made it look like an elementary level defense. I mean, Wisconsin shot 48% from three during the game. Yeah, they, uh, and that was with some cooling off at the end of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. Bronson Koenig was lighting it up. Um, he was six for nine from three. Nice. Uh, they, they, it was it was just a good night, <laughs> um, <laughs> offensively for the Badgers, and they did. A lot of good things defensively to a team with some firepower. Like I mentioned, Leiden um, was was deemed essentially useless throughout most of the, most of the game. So that was probably their best overall game that they've still played. The best half, though, and this will get us into the next game, came against Oklahoma in that second half yeah. on Saturday. Uh, just a couple notable things I want to point out from that Oklahoma game, or the Syracuse game, sorry. For those of you who may not remember, considering it was eight days ago, that was when Nigel Hayes was pulled with, what, like a minute and a half left, and then promptly put back in when yes. Coach Guard realized that he was a point away from a triple-double. Nigel Hayes then got immediately fouled, missed the front end of the one-and-one, everyone cried, and Nigel Hayes quit the team. It was a sad day for Badgers basketball. It was, it was. It was a very sad day. It was a good day for Josh Gosser, though. Yes. Josh Gosser remains the only Wisconsin Badger to ever record a triple-double in a basketball game. Do you think that anyone on this current team will ever record a triple-double? I Can offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds count separately? If so, then I'm going to say Ethan Hat might. <laughs> Where he puts up 20 rebounds, 10 on both ends? Could could you not see that happening in like some weird in like some weird game where like it. he's the entire focal point of the offense? Yeah, it would have to be against like a decent team, like a like a middle of the pack Big Ten teams, where he plays like thirty something minutes. And they and they, they can't rest him because they, because yeah. like the lead's just not big enough. Yeah, and like in Minnesota. Yeah, well, the other team has to shoot and miss a lot of jumpers. Yeah. Um. So not have a lot of size. It's Iowa. It'd be tough. I mean, you're asking for a lot. I don't know how many times that's happened in college basketball history. I'm asking. I'm asking for a lot. Uh, I mean, um, Ethan Happ was what an assist and a turnover away from a five by five. I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah, a five by. Uh, no, a four by five. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I guess you're counting turnovers in that, which is hey, hey, good and all. It's it's, yeah, five, he, it's five of a stat. It's it is five <laughs> of a stat. I. Yeah, but I mean. It's not a good five. Field goal, field goal attempts are a stat, and well, that 
Mm. Now we're now we're kind of now point we're... point made. Yes. No. Exactly. No. Your point was bad. I'm sorry. Oh, it wasn't even accepted. No. But Ethan Ethan Happ in that game against Syracuse though was really good at basketball. He seems to dominate Syracuse, and they Nigel Hayes made that zone look like nothing. a man among boys against that that Syracuse zone that's made so many teams look so bad. I mean, he was finding Hap down low, and most of his shots were relatively easy layups, maybe in a little traffic, uh, finding Koenig for wide-open threes. That's never a good idea if you're in defense. Um, the, the, that, that, was, that was a very impressive performance. Yes, it was. Uh, we should note that in our continued trillion watch this season, uh, we did have Charles Thomas have a three trillion against Tennessee. Georgetown, we had Aaron Mace with a single trillion. North Carolina, we had Aaron Mace again with not quite a trillion. He had one steal. One of his Ooh. few one of his few counting stats of the season. TJ Schlunt, however, did have a trillion. Uh, moving on to Prairie View Prairie View A and M. No one had a trillion because Prairie Review Prairie was so bad that everyone actually had to do something. Syracuse, however, and this is the I think the best trillion that we've seen all season, we had Khalil Iverson with a five trillion. Very impressive. It is. And then Aaron Mace and TJ Slant again also had a singleton trillion in that game. We had no trillions tonight. We did not. It was very sad. Sad. Ferris had grabbed a rebound. Yeah. And that was... Brevin Pritzel took a three late in the shot clock. That ended up ruining his four trillion. Andy Van Vliet had a monster dunk, right? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a nice little putback from AVV. I think I think it's in, in, it's interesting to kind of see in these in these like garbage time minutes, kind of who takes a role to do to do anything really. I mean, we we joke about the trillions and all that, but I do think that it shows who's actually kind of trying to step up in this time and take advantage of whatever limited limited opportunities they have to make a name for themselves. And as much as we love the Trillions, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that someone like Aaron Mesh isn't really doing a whole lot with his 15 minutes this season. I mean, he's got a shot, he's got like a foul and a steal and a couple rebounds, and that's it. It's just, I, I feel a little bit like Aaron Mesh should do more which is weird because now I'm just criticizing Aaron Mace for not being more impactful as the 12th man yeah, on the bench. Yeah, what, what have we come to that it's is Aaron <laughs> Mace bashing time? But, I mean, I love the dude. I love the dude. Don't get me wrong. I love the dude. I think I'm just being overly critical right now because I want everyone, I want everyone to succeed. I really do. That's I fair. love that's, everybody. That's, 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 there you go. Once again, altruistic Kyle. Else. Exactly, yes. I just love everybody <laughs> except, for, except for Nigel Hayes. Nigel Hayes is... Nigel Hayes is intermittently on my shit list. That's too bad because he's going to go down as one of the best players in Badgers history. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. So, okay. So we talked about Syracuse. We talked about that dismantling of Syracuse. Yes. Saturday. Last week's Saturday. You and I were both in Indianapolis, weren't we, Kurt? Uh, Let me just get this off of my chest before we go further on this episode. We've already gone too far without me addressing this. I am never ever ever stepping foot in Lucas Oil Stadium and unlikely that I'll even step back my step back in Indianapolis ever again. So okay, so if, I'm my, done. if my memory serves me correctly, I have been to five events at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. You have been to three. 
Yes. The two games that you did not go to, that I did, we won. The three games we both went to, we lost. Yes. Let's. Shall we recite those, or do you think the people get it? Uh, no, we're gonna re- we're gonna recite this. Uh, are you gonna uh, make me do it, or are you gonna do it? I'm gonna do it. I don't know okay. the score of the Duke game, but I, that doesn't count. Duke. I've I've literally blanked that game out. I of have my blanked mind. that game out of my memory. I I've. Okay, now we're now we're sidetracking, and this is fine. But when people say the justice touched it, I don't know what play that was. And don't tell me. No, don't I, tell don't, me. I don't know. I don't know. And no one, if you're listening to this, don't tweet at me and tell me because I enjoy not knowing what play that was. Yes. So, okay. I'm going to go on a little bit of rant. I, <laughs> my, my dad's a very passionate sports fan. Uh, he's so passionate that he gave up on the Packers this season and refused to go to the remainder of the games that he has tickets for because he was that upset with the Packers. Now, I get a little bit of my passion from my father, and I can handle, I've been able to handle pretty much any loss that a team that I've rooted for has dealt with over the years. Fourth and 26, the Giants in 2007, the Giants in 2011, the Seahawks any number of times, the Fail Mary, the NFC Championship, uh, Wisconsin-Kentucky in 2014. There's probably more, but those are the biggest ones off the top of my head. The point is, I can rewatch moments from those games and be okay. I have never once thought about watching a single moment from the national championship game against Duke. Never. This is that's exact. I've watched the entire Kentucky game that they've lost over, just to sort of like come to grips with it. Yeah. Um, but that Duke game, like not even to watch, find myself on TV, um, very egotistically. I haven't even done that. So, I my 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 memory of the Duke game is Wisconsin played well, and then their legs gave out on their legs gave out on them and they lost. That's that, yeah. that is my memory of the game, and that's yeah. all I wanted yeah. to ever be. And then Grayson Allen hit Bronson Koenig in the face, and oh, also I also remember that Coach K bitched about the refs at halftime, and they got all the calls in the second half. I remember. Yeah. Okay. That so, what, so we need this is where we need like that first take mediator to like stop us before we get too far down this rabbit hole. This happens with the 2011 NLCS too. I'll just start going. Mark Kotze was cool. I liked Mark Kotze. We talked about the Duke game, but remember we won Michigan state 42, 39 beat Nebraska 70, 31. Yep. And then you showed up because you decided to like sports. And then we lost to Ohio state 59, nothing. We lost to Duke. And then we lost to Penn State. 30 they beat 31. Kentucky. I mean, I was there for that. So, okay, so you're one and three. So the real problem is when we are both there. Yes, that that is the real problem. Because I was not there for the Kentucky game. I was in the basement of my grade school. <laughs> what? What? What's so funny about that? My grade the... school. My grade school holds a basketball tournament every March. You're in the basement of your grade school. Yes. No, my grade school hosts a basketball tournament every March, and we get people. We get we get dudes from all over Wisconsin and some Minnesota, Michigan people, and stuff like that. And it's a it's a big tournament. And so, as a result of that, we said there's a giant TV in in the quote unquote beer garden, which is the school cafeteria. And myself, my dad, and a couple other people watch the game there. I think that's healthy. That's normal. That's fine. That's good. That's good. That's a great place to watch it. I just wasn't expecting that. That's not. That's not what you expect someone to say. That where they watched the biggest Wisconsin sporting event to since, that moment. Well, I don't know how 
how big people are into the Rose Bowl victories that occurred before I paid attention. I was like four, but yeah. I, anyway. Anyway. So the problem is when both of us go to games yes. in Indianapolis. Okay. So this was a really long way of saying we were in Indianapolis when Wisconsin played Oklahoma, and neither of us was in Madison. No, I didn't watch it. Um, I didn't listen to it, but I did follow it, and I did do some reading up on it afterwards and did some number crunching as soon as we got to Indy. And they averaged, like, what, 1.66 points per possession in the second it half? disgusting. I I was watching it with my, with my dad and some family friends at a sports bar slash OTV. It was one of those games where, like, the first half was just, like, vintage, like, Ryan Evans era basketball where it's just like nothing good was happening but nothing like legitimately awful was happening I mean Wisconsin was down three at the half it was a very back and forth game both teams were making shots I mean Wisconsin made shots all game long I mean even even Oklahoma made shots all game long but then they just they started turning the ball over man let me tell you you can't do a whole lot against Wisconsin team with the limited limited possessions you're gonna get if you turn over every ball you get. Yeah, Oklahoma turned the ball over and the Badgers did not. Led led by Nigel Hayes and Dimitri Trice decided not to ever miss. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and a, a quick observation is that Nigel Hayes is not taking threes. Do you think that's a good thing? I think it's a good thing. I think I mean I think he he's but he shot thirty three percent from three. I mean, he made both his but, threes against Oklahoma. Right. It, I mean, it's but he, it's not a shot he should be taking in high volume. That's that's fair. I'll give you that. That's fair. And when he does so, take in high volumes, Wisconsin's probably not doing well. Would you say that? Um, most of the time, yeah. I can't really think of a game when he's jacked up a bunch of shots. I don't also don't know his game logs okay, from every okay. outing. Let's, but, let, let's, let's just go, but let's, if, let's if, go through if, them quick. Let's off, go through the field. Well, let's see. I've got his game logged up, and since since that North Carolina game when he shot one for seven from three, yep, he has gone two for two in the Oklahoma game. Yep. Oh, didn't take one in the other three games. Nope. Was three for three against Tennessee, three for nine against Creighton, and two for six against Central Arkansas. And then oh, missed for... all six of his shots combined between Georgetown and Chicago State. So. So I think, I think the biggest thing is that. Nigel, he's just, he's somehow, he's not a three-point shooter. And it's weird in that I think he's almost, he's like, and and this is this is a weird comparison, and I don't think it's completely accurate, but this is what came to my mind, was that it, he reminds me of, like, Kobe, which is, other than the fact that Kobe's Go like ahead. a first, other than the fact that Kobe's Go a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, like, they just, they seem to be good at taking, like, mid-range twos, and those fall in. But then once you step behind the arc, things get a little bit wonky. Yeah, well, that, your percep- that might be your perception, but um, his 2% numbers this year are not that all that impressive. I mean, well, he's also had a fair amount of just awful games. I mean, he's he's improved significantly from, Ma- from pre-Maui to post-Maui. Yes, very much. So. I mean, he was the player of the week last week. He had a, an amazing week. Yeah. So... There's I mean, that. Um, I mean, in, in Maui, he made he went four of fourteen from two, and four of fourteen from three. That's not good. And no, then, and that's and, yeah. yeah, that sort of gets what I was saying earlier about against UNC. What shot? Koenig shot like one for eleven in that game or something. It was awful. 
you're not going to get those two players playing that poorly again. And just kind of just wrap up the whole Hayes shooting thing. I don't think there's a specific, like, there's not a hard rule that says if Hayes is taking X amount of threes, the offense is screwed. But I think on a majority of nights, they will they will function better if he's not. I mean, Wisconsin this season is 8-0 and, and oh when Nigel Hayes takes six or fewer threes. And he they are 0-2 oh when he takes seven or more threes. That's just facts. That's just facts. That's just and the cold facts, lost, man. They also lost those two games to top ten opponents, but... I would, I'm, is, is Creighton I'm a just, top ten I'm opponent? Just, is Creighton a top ten opponent? Ra- okay, ranked. They're ranked top ten. Okay, I don't okay. think they're a top ten team, but offensively, they good. Okay. And they're ranked in the top okay. ten. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Sorry, I'm just here to ruin the fun. That's that's basically why I brought you in. So, in summation, regarding that Oklahoma game, one can say that Wisconsin played poorly in the first half and somewhat better in the second half, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, that would be good. And that yeah. that is accurate and fair. Which brings us to the last game that was played since our hiatus, and that was tonight's romper against Idaho State, and it was not close at any point in the game. Would you say that's correct? It was not close. Wisconsin went out to a 21-3 lead. Um, I think, I don't know how much time you want to spend on this. You know what? It Ethan have had 12 rebounds. Nice. Yeah, 12 and 12. Kaden got 21 in 17 minutes. That's gross. Um, I think I could just summarize it with part of my game story from Bucky's fifth quarter. Um, before the three days before playing Marquette on Saturday, the Badgers had uh, a few options for a tune-up game. They could have scrimmaged a local high school squad, uh, the Surf, which is the recreational gym on UW Madison's campus, which I have used occasionally. Um, would have given them some competition and some free courts. Uh, they didn't want any of those choices. They could have taken on uh, Ohio State, a Division One opponent. And, and then I said, it was the third option that played out, leaving the visiting head coach asking a query more likely to come from the college kids at the school gym. The first thing is, is this tequila? Bengals head coach Bill Evans quipped, lifting up the bottle of Aspire, resting on the media room, the media room days. Because if it's not tequila, I'm not really interested. Huh. That, I, that's some, that summarizes that's, the game. So <laughs> my so I'm going to interpret that for our listeners at home and say the coach after the game really wanted to get wasted. Well, he felt like he at least felt like he wanted to. Yes. Uh, Wisconsin did not ever, ever at any point during that entire basketball game feel as though they would lose the game. As such... They outhand, they outmanned and outgunned a completely inferior opponent, and that was that. So Idaho State scored. Idaho, real quick. Idaho State scored point six three eight points per possession. Would you say that's good or bad? Not good, Bob. Not good, Bob. So in summation, over the last three weeks, Wisconsin played several good teams, lost to one of them, played several bad teams, crushed them all. Moving forward, Wisconsin has two games within the next seven days. They go to Milwaukee and play at the BMO Harris Bradley Center this Saturday afternoon against Marquette. Any kind, any kind words that you might have for Marquette, Kurt? I picked the Badgers to lose this game at the beginning of the year. Well, that's depressing. I no longer think the Badgers are going to lose this game. 
Well, that's good. Marquette's Marquette's played a couple of tough opponent, tough, relatively tough opponents this year. They've lost them both. I haven't seen enough out of them to um, make me think that the Badgers are going to lose. But it is on the road at Marquette, and um, I do know that they really get up. I think at Marquette they get up for that game much more than Wisconsin fans get up for that game in the Kohl Center. Would you think that's correct? Yeah, I think. How do I how do I put it the nicest way while also still making Marquette fans upset? Um, Marquette fans are to Wisconsin Badgers fans as Michigan State football fans are to Michigan football fans, meaning hmm. that there is a huge big brother little brother thing going on. Hmm. Would you say that? I mean, over recent history, there's definitely it's it's hard to deny that that's what's going on. The Badgers have been much more concerned with everything else, be, with beating the Dukes of the world, and winning the Big Ten championship. Yep. Um, not to say that the game doesn't matter, but for Marquette, I mean, for the last what four years, this is the fourth year, last three three plus years that um, the Wisconsin game has been the biggest game that they've played all year. I guess I mean maybe Marquette can win the championship of life. Maybe they can take a take a uh, page out of the Butch Jones playbook and win the championship of life. But I don't I don't think they're going to win the championship of Wisconsin this season. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I mean Marquette's Marquette's a good basketball team. The the, the environment's going to be hostile this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean Juwan Johnson is good at basketball. He's he's got that that veteran presence that we all know mm-hmm. and love. I mean, for goodness sake, he's shooting 60% from two. Not as good from three, but he's not a three-point shooter after all. Marcus Howard, however, mm-hmm. he is a three-point shooter. This little baby right. fresh, this little baby freshman shooting better from three this season than he is from two. And and Sam Hauser, another freshman, shooting 52% from three. Oh boy! So, like I mentioned, I I I've touched on this in my when I was making my preseason predictions and I picked Marquette to win I said this team's got a lot of shooters and one of them Kateen Reinhart has just been not good Bob and so he's like he, oh, has, he, just he has not missed a free throw though he is 20 for 20 good for him yeah um I think it'll my, be fun it'll be fun I think my favorite Ken Palm thing is that when there when there is a perfect uh shooting percentage it doesn't say one. It says point nine nine nine. Point nine, yeah, right. So but no, it's it'll be a good game. Very, I think it's going to be a very good. It should game. be a good game. You know what? The more I think about it, the the more I'm I'm less the the more I think about it, the more hesitant I am that Wisconsin can win in any kind of non heart palpitation inducing fashion. Sure. Um, I feel like. Because it, it'll be close to a, uh, a coin flip. And if Wisconsin wins, it'll probably be within the realm of like a three to five point win. Well, and I mean, Wisconsin really hasn't played any close games this year. And Marquette, they really haven't, no. Marquette beat Vanderbilt by one. No, oh, sorry. No, no, they're projected to win by one. They dominated Vanderbilt in the opening game. <laughs> I lied. They, they played. only beat <laughs> Fresno State by they three. Lost, yep, they beat Pitt by three. Lost they lost to Pitt. Pitt they lost to Pitt by three. And then beat Georgia by ten. So they've played. Eh, they've played in a couple closer games, but I mean, this Badgers team has played in plenty of close games. I wouldn't say that the Badgers haven't played any close games. 
I mean, but like I'm talking about like this unit over their careers. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. That's that's more so what I was what I was getting at. Because none and, of Wisconsin's games this season have been within ten points. Yes, that's true. And um, the thing I would like to see in this game is not a whole lot of Charlie Thomas. Why do you say that? Um, uh, he Charles looked better. Thomas. He looked Charles or Thomas. Illich, Charles Thomas. Um, Charles Thomas and Illichanen haven't really given much. Thomas looked better tonight um, on defense, rebounding, and a little bit on the offensive end too. But those two just haven't been playing with much confidence. They've kind of just stag been stagnant on offense and mm-hmm. not exactly efficient. And in a tough Marquette environment, I just don't, I, I don't really foresee a whole lot of production out of that but but Ethan Happ's going to be against Luke Fisher which and Marquette's not a big team so how much how much do you need from your reserve bigs yeah um so we have one of our lovely listeners uh, ch- uh has a question for us good old Tony Shields he wants to know do you think that Dimitri Trice should replace Shoei in the lineup Ah, this is a good question, Tony. And I was I was gonna get I was gonna try to get to this by the end of the show. I mean we're probably gonna run a little longer, but the people can can let hear us talk in their earbuds a little little more, won't hurt them. I I would like to see it. I don't know if he should long term, but in some of these some of these games that, you know they don't really matter. You know, like your uh your Idaho State, your Green Bay's, your Florida A and M's, heck, your Rutgers games. <laughs> um, I'd like to see what they could do with Demetric Trice um, in a in the starting lineup. But granted, I don't think I, people like to look at the starting five and make a big deal out of that unit. But in in actuality, that unit does not spend. The entire game, they don't play the entire game together. If you get what I'm saying, yeah, they'll they'll throw different lineups and it'll they will we will have the the Trice Koenig um, Hayes Hat Brown lineup. But that said, I still would like to see it where that lineup gets more minutes than it has, and I'm not a big fan when of when. Uh, Trice Koenig and Showalter on the, are all on the floor together just because it puts Koenig on the three. And oftentimes, if you're facing Big Ten teams, he'd be overmatched. Yeah. But, alas, I mean, if they're going small, that's what you do. Yeah. Interestingly enough, actually, Dimitri, over the last five games, which, granted, they've played some bad opponents, and so it may or may not be rep- representative of the true lineup nature of the team. But Dimitri Trice has played more time at point guard than Zach Showalter has. Granted, yeah, granted Showalter, I th- Showalter has still played more minutes, but when Trice has been in, he's ran the point, and when Showalter's been in with him, Showalter typically shifts down to the two, and then, you, like you said, Kane goes down to that three spot. Well, that makes sense, because... Oh, they're saying Koenig's on the three. Huh, that's interesting. I guess sometimes he has. He's, he was guarding Tyler Light in that Syracuse game. But, I mean, Dimitri Trice is the best point guard 
in terms of like the way you think of a uh, your I'll classic a, point guard. Yep. I mean, that's not what Bronson Koenig's skill set is best at. No, but Bronson Koenig hasn't run the point really all season. I mean, that's he, Bronson Koenig is a prototype. No, to pro, no. he's a he, he's a two guard that occasionally brings the ball up. Right, his his game is not facilitating, but he can at times facilitate. But he doesn't he doesn't do th- like Demetric Trice the lob tonight to Khalil Iverson. That's that's a that's a classic Demetric Trice play. So to answer Tony's question, yes, I, I I don't know I don't know if they should. Yes, I would like to see it. It would be interesting. But there are nights certainly where Zach Showalter provides quite the boost, such as tonight on defense where he was. He was stellar. And I think I'll agree with you on that front. And I'll I'll go as so far to say I don't expect that the starting five will change at all this season, barring an injury. Mm-hmm. I believe that it will be Showalter, Koenig, Brown, Hayes, and Hap from now until April. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I do believe that Dimitri Trice is going to be the better player at the end of the season between the two of them. And can very likely have more minutes. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see guard being the type of coach that changes the starting lineup solely because of performance. In, right. And and I I think he's very much like Bo in that he's loyal to a fault. And I can I can expect to see our seniors stay up front throughout the remainder of the season. The moral of today's stories. Trillions are good, but they're also bad. Uh, Kirk should never go to Indianapolis. Nigel Hayes is good now that he stopped sh- shooting threes. Uh, any other takeaways you got, Kurt? Sam Decker was the best shooter on the 2012-2013 team. That is not saying much. As always, I'm Kyle Ashower. You can find me on Twitter. You can find Kurt on Twitter. You can find Go to Optimism on Twitter. Please don't find us in person. That's weird. But I would like to thank you for listening to yet another episode of Guarded Optimism. You all have a nice night. Thank you, and goodbye. This was an episode of Guarded Optimism. You can follow us on Twitter, at Guarded Optimism, at K.A. Ashour, and at Kurt Hope. Thank you, and go Badgers.